0: Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Lillard up on the wings, Double team. Brings it back out as he does a U-turn. Goes left. Gets to the baseline, hangs in the air, drops it in, 13 for Lillard, and the Blazers lead by three, 54-51. Nurk fires the long pass. CJ the catch and shoot at the Buzzer got it! What a pass by Nurkic! CJ finishes it off and the Blazers lead by three at the break. Dame straight away deep three. Yes! From Dame distance, 31 feet, 79, 68, Blazers. But Dame will bring it up. Now double-team, floats it to Mello on the wing, looks for Yusuf Nurkic to the free-throw line. Back to Dame, cutting to the rim, banks it in right past Gobert. There
1: are the highlights, and their Blazer highlights, as Portland beating the Utah Jazz 105-98. Lillard with 30 points to lead the Blazers. He shot the ball really poorly, PK, in the first two games with the Jazz. But as Rudy Gobert pointed out in his post game just a few minutes ago here on The Zone, They hit some contested shots. You heard the dame distance, the 31-footer. Aside from the second quarter, I thought the defense got a little loose there. Obviously, at the end of the half, they shouldn't have given up that bucket. But this was a game where the offense haunted the Jazz. Too many dry spells.
2: Yeah, I always look when Portland plays. I've said this for years now. I go right to the shooting percentages of the two guards. And both of those combined were 50%. And they scored a combined 46 points. And so anytime 50, those 56, two, right? 56, yeah, you're right, my bad. Any those two do that, they're going to be difficult. And then combined with the Jazz were off offensively. You know, Maybe if they would have made some more shots, obviously they would have had an opportunity. But they got loose with the ball. I think uh, you got some ammunition to go at lock this Friday, tomorrow if you want. I thought turnovers played an issue. Uh, and uh, outside of Bogdanovich, they didn't really have anybody who was consistent offensively. It seems like these are like the dog days, and it, I mean, we yep. were supposed to have Joe on this morning. And as I was watching that game, it sort of reminded me of, man, we got to get through this week, and then we got All Star break, <laughs> and we got a week off, and then yeah. we can regroup mentally and all that. And yep. it seems like that's where this team is, kind of dragging right now. Unlike the Suns. You know, they've got somewhat of a reason-slash-excuse with the injured guys. The Suns don't have that. They get Portland tonight. Uh, Portland obviously has to go back-to-back. Back. And so uh, they just seem to be dragging a little bit here. And uh, get get to this break. It's not the All-Star break, obviously, but it's still the same amount of time off. Regroup and, and come out strong in about, uh, what, uh, nine or ten days?
1: I think the Jazz have a really good record this year. I can add up the numbers in a break, but they got a really good record when they give up less than 110 points. But they didn't have the firepower last night. You can argue they just don't have the firepower now cuz you know, Donovan and Mike Conley might be getting defended a little a little more uh intelligently, you know, better scouted and all that. It looked like they were uh, you've been, you know, harping about Mieone for a while and I thought they didn't I thought the Blazers weren't going anywhere near tr- forest for a while there either and the Jets had those two runs in the middle of the third quarter in the middle of the fourth quarter they had four minute stretches where they didn't score they were stuck on 81 forever yeah. in the fourth quarter and yeah. 63 forever in the third quarter and 98s is just not a winning number you know i think they've won one or two games this year when they haven't broken 100 points there have been a couple of low scoring wins but there haven't been very many it's you know if you're stuck on 98, you're, you're probably in trouble in the NBA today. And 98 was with uh, some subs at the end. There was uh, there were a few garbage time buckets <laughs> you're referring to there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a sprint
2: at the meaningless finish to get to 98. Right, right, it was. I mean, Bradley came in, hit a couple of shots. Right. Uh, so uh, Bogdanovich, too, was probably due for a bad game. I actually had this game penciled in as a loss. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I thought the Blazers were going to come in. They want to get – you were talking five about Get to the five. Yeah, yeah, you were talking about that. That was realistic. And so this is the first of a back-to-back. So you you know a reason why you don't have energy in the first one, and Lillard gets to go to his college hometown or area anyway. So I thought that this was going to be difficult. It surprised me that they got an early lead, but at the same time those early leads mean nothing in the NBA. So I wasn't really surprised by this one.
1: You don't play. You don't have to play your bench in the opening minutes of the game. Maybe a little bit at the end of the quarter, and and they've still got a couple guys on the bench. But when you get deeper on the bench, it's just not realistic. And I know you know, like Thomas came in and hit some shots at Golden State and gave of spark. But role guys don't tend to be good every night. They tend to be. It's what Niang said in his post game a couple games ago. He said, you know, Donovan and Mike, they, they tend to be really consistent. I tend to be up and down. Yeah, you're the ninth guy in the rotation. That's. That's what we expect. And I think Bogdanovich is
2: a role player, too. A high-level role player, but yeah. I think he's basically a role player. He's never made an all-star game, as far as I can remember.
1: Well, he and Clarkson can give him some scoring yeah. punch, but other guys have got to do something. You know? right? Clarkson scored last night, came off the bench. He had 29. Rudy had 15 points and 20 boards, but the Jazz have two four-minute dry stretches in the second half, and they get beat. What does that say about the Jazz? Very clever there. They, we were, you were threatening that yesterday. You followed through. Good work. Thank you. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, question of the day: DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. Harden out of the wing shoots a three and knocks it down. James Harden in 25 minutes in his return to the lineup has 18 points and 10 assists to go along with seven rebounds. Love out front, long three, good. Kevin Love,
1: oh my goodness, from the Vermilion Lagoons. <laughs> Still all kinds of time. 12 seconds left, Stu. Kuzma gets into it. Here he goes. Two steps and scores! Lakers lead! So the Los Angeles Lakers get past the Houston Rockets, 124-122. That was some hard work right there. But That uh, play in, LeBron clearly doesn't want to be in it. They get the win. They beat a Rockets team that's 5-44 in their last 49 games. Not one of your better NBA teams right there. And they get the two-point win. Good for them. <laughs> Elsewhere in the NBA, the Nets beat the Spurs 128-116. James Harden, 18 points. Kyrie Irving sat that one out. One day they'll have their big three together, and I suspect that day will be, what do you think, a week from Saturday August? or Sunday in the playoffs? I was thinking maybe August. August. Good pickup game. Getting a run in the offseason? Maybe for a golf outing. Mavericks beat the Pelicans 125-107. Luka Doncic had 33. The Mavericks and the Blazers battling for that fifth seed. They're tied, but Portland's got the tiebreaker. so The pressure on Portland to see if they can win again tonight against the Phoenix Suns. Do the Jazz a favor. Let the Jazz just back into this thing, PK. Let the Suns just keep piling up the L's.
2: It's hey, starting to get a little bit nervous time down in Phoenix because the team's not playing well, and it's the time of year where you want to be playing well. Unless for the Jazz, you know, you can point to, well, we got our starting guard line out. Phoenix doesn't have They do have Camp Johnson out, uh, but he's a bench guy unless they have some injuries, and then he slides into the starting lineup. So with that in mind, they have this opportunity to get themselves right, and I think it's important that they do get themselves right. Dallas
1: Mavericks guard J.J. Redick out for at least the remainder of the regular season. After aggravated right heel soreness that has plagued him for most of the season. You hear right heel soreness.
2: Do you think Achilles? Uh, Not necessarily, but, you know, defeat, obviously, for an NBA player, very, very important. So I don't specifically think of that, uh, but I can get where you're going. Yeah.
1: Well, when you're running around like that, uh, any type of foot injury is a problem. So yeah, for sure. Reddick's out for at least the remainder of the regular season. They'll even open the possibility of him being back for the playoffs. Clearly, there's a chance he's missing postseason games as well. We'll have to see how that plays out. Miami Heat guard Victor Oladipo, season-ending surgery on his right quadriceps tendon. He's been out since April 8th, hurt his knee against the Lakers. No timetable for his return to play he's got a history with that. He ruptured it in 2019. And the Pistons gave Dwayne Casey a one-year contract extension. He had two years left on his deal, so he's now signed through 2024. Doesn't 2024 sound like it's a long way out there? 23-24. Uh, it's We're only three years. Yeah. It's not that. It just 2024 sounds futuristic. Okay.
3: <laughs>
2: It's not as bad as, well, we're going to schedule somebody in 2032. Yeah, what you have in the colleges, you know, with the football. They're starting yep. to do that. Then, and, and some of these uh, things have been rescheduled off of last year. Right. If they owe you a game, whatever it is, whatever uh, caused the non-conference game to be canceled last year. Didn't BYU on. do that with Missouri? Uh, Was it Missouri? I think, 2035. I think, Michigan State, 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 too. Michigan yeah, State in
0: third 2032.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that just that seems like a long <laughs> way. way out there. I was surprised, you know, because usually in the NBA, your team stinks; they just fire you. And Detroit isn't very good right now, and but yet he gets an opportunity, Dwayne Casey, to to see it through a little bit more. Which you know I think it's good if you think he's your guy, then what do you expect him to do? Man, he can't walk on water when you right. got a lousy roster. They gave they gave Blake
1: Griffin a lot of money. And then they traded him away, so that's not really on the coach.
2: Yeah, so I actually, uh, I saw that yesterday. I thought, wow, that's good news because usually the guy gets axed. Yeah. And then they just play musical chairs. DJ and PK. Hashtag
0: NFL. The whole deal in Carolina, it is what it is to be,
1: man. Uh, I told him, you know, once the season ended that, I wear big boy drawers, man, and, yeah. and I understand the nature of this business,
0: mm-hmm. and it's
1: a performance-based business. And I can sit up here and say, okay, Christian got hurt, or we didn't have this, didn't have that, but that's not me. I look in that mirror and I say, hey, you got to tighten up. <laughs> that's Teddy Bridgewater. Look in the
2: mirror. You got to tighten up. Well, he kind of said that Christian McCaffrey, that's who he was referencing, yeah. and obviously he's a star running back. I like uh, that the juicier part was and that's fine with Bridgewater as he moves on that the practices the, the practices yeah. where they didn't practice the red zone they didn't practice 2 minute drill somewhere Allen Iverson was saying I got to make a comeback and <laughs> <laughs> we talking about practice <laughs> cuz he didn't seem to like practice on so that now infamous rant he what had many what years ago so I'm thinking he would have – and he was a quarterback in high school, if I remember. He, he was. was sort of, good sort of call. An he so, and
1: uh, Matt Harpering, if I remember right. Was Harper
2: a quarterback? What? I know he was a football huh? player. Was he? I thought he was a quarterback. Yeah, oh, was he? At least I, for um, part
1: God, of his God, time, I yeah.
2: I got something to look up now in the break. Oh, well, I can ask him next time I see him. And, yeah, I know they played football. He was a big kid. He played baseball, too, for that matter. Uh, he told me the story of uh, – who was that coach at Georgia Tech? Cremins. Uh, they sent a guy down and told him to get off, get into his office, at uh, off a of baseball practice, and so he went over there because he was a local star. and Kremenz hadn't offered him, and Kremenz told him, and said, "Okay, I'm getting heat that I'm not able to, that I haven't offered you a scholarship, so I'm going to offer you one, but I want you to know I don't expect you to be playing, and uh, so you know if you want to come, you can have it, but you're probably not going to play. <laughs> Freaking harping started all four years." <laughs> Let him get his nose under the tent. We t- he shared that story with me over a meal, and it was many years later, and he was still fired up. <laughs> but, and Kremens became one of his allies because <laughs> Kremens, when, when Matt was a free agent, Kremens told him, go to Utah because you will like playing for Jerry Sloan. Major Division I programs were in hot pursuit of Matt Harpering, the standout quarterback from Marist High School in Atlanta. Yeah, and actually, he was on a recruiting trip for football for Wisconsin, and he went and watched their basketball practice and he said to himself, I'm good enough. I could be, I could do this. And obviously he made the right call.
1: Well, the NFL schedule is out. Tom Brady, the Bucks, are going back to play the Patriots. Week four. we'll shock you learn that that's gonna be a Sunday night game. Good. Green Bay Packers, five primetime slots on their schedule. So I guess the NFL is betting on the whole Aaron Rodgers thing's working out and Aaron Rodgers being there to uh, quarterback the team.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there, but uh, Packers, uh, they're were, they were a popular team either way. Cowboys and the Bucks to open
1: the season. That's the Thursday night matchup. And the Monday night doubleheader we've gotten used to has gone away. Ravens and Raiders. One Monday night game, the opening week, ESPN and ABC. For those of you wondering which games will be broadcast in Utah, impossible to know now, but I know Matt Coma and Tim Peterson, our sports producers at Channel 2, are going through the schedule and we're noting how often, at least early in the season, the Broncos and the Raiders and the Chiefs were all offset so that they could all be on TV. Those are three teams we saw a lot of in this market. So... Green Bay and New Orleans, week one. That matchup would have been two marquee future Hall of Famers. I wonder if we'll have one or zero this year, how that's going to play out. So We'll have the Packers saga, I'm sure, throughout the uh, the offseason. You break down that Arizona Cardinals schedule with your uh, sister, the season ticket holder? I did not know.
2: Uh, I don't know who they play. I'm, I'm pretty sure they play the the Niners twice. Yes, the good call. twice the nice. Rams twice. <laughs> Other than that, I don't
0: know.
1: You got six of them, so good job. Speaking of the Rams, the (laughs) Bears and the Rams, the first Sunday night football game. So get an an immediate look at the Rams with Stafford after the big offseason trade.
0: All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. He swings. It hits a high drive to center field. Lewis going back to the track. Lewis looking up. and It is going A home run. Max Muncy. Maxwell swinging the silver hammer again tonight. A swing and a line drive to right field. Base hit down the line. Game winner. America. Rosario and the Indians get their second walk-off win of the year here's the pitch from Ramirez swung on and drilled deep to center field back goes Grisham he won't get it it bounces up against the barrier Blackman scores Fuentes delivers and the Rockies win in a walk-off three to two
1: Rockies split a doubleheader with the Padres, uh, 3-2 in eight innings. Uh, they're playing a doubleheader, so it was seven innings as the Padres won the first one, 5-3. Plenty of extra inning stuff. You heard uh, Cleveland in extra innings there, 2-1 over the Cubbies. PK, we're talking about the Jazz and all their injuries. How much of a pass do you want to give the Dodgers for their struggles with injuries? They won yesterday, but there was plenty of injury news. May had his Tommy John surgery, knew was coming. Now
2: Rios is out.
1: But yeah, John, still reserve gotta, he is.
2: And uh, Dustin May was at best their fourth starter. Uh he's a young kid. He could have he'll probably move up as Kershaw ages out of the rotation. So no, I don't really give the Dodgers a pass.
1: Yankees four games over five hundred. Garrett Cole struck out twelve, and the Yankees beat the Rays one to nothing. He's a star. And he delivered like one. The Astros, five home runs. They beat the Angels 9-1. to They were at home. I assume there were no trash can lids, though, involved in all those home runs. Ha, <laughs> ha. Thank you. Anything else you want to hit for Major League Baseball? MLB? Yeah, I want to run through everything, man. The Yankees, seven members of their coaching staff and support staff testing positive. 6A
2: symptomatic. Well, hey, the Yankees got, Yankees got so much money, they went out and hired four new assistant coaches that were top-flight assistant coaches. That's how they are. They just <laughs> buy them. No, I think the Padres got more of the issues there with the a yeah. whole bunch of guys that are going to be out for a bit.
1: Bees open a six-game series against Tacoma tonight at Smith's Ballpark. You can get your tickets at slbees.com or listen to the game here on the Zone Sports Network. That's What's Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, the question of the day. What does that loss say about the jazz? We will get to that. Craig Boulderjack will join us at 830. Joe Ingalls at 9 o'clock right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
0: The Big Show Show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
1: KSLSports.com. He's our good friend Ben Anderson.
0: Who's the team to beat in the West? Jazz. Honestly, I don't think it's all that argumentative at this point. I mean, you've just seen the Clippers being consistent. I worry with Phoenix that they're going to run out of gas by the time they get to the playoffs. Plus, they're probably looking at a Lakers first-round matchup, and I think that's really tough. I'm curious how easy the Lakers' path is. Even if they beat Phoenix, they probably have to face the Clippers in the second round. It's just really tough, and so at some point you have to say, what's the probability of just getting to the conference finals? And if the Jazz get to play the Warriors in the first round, and either the Nuggets or the Mavericks in the second round, you probably like the Jazz odds, and then that makes them the favorite. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in The Zone Sports Network.
1: Hot takes for toast. Brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. At Jerry Seiner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. <laughs> Question of the day. What does it say about the Jazz having lost two in a row? The postgame question you will never hear in a walk-off interview. (laughs) Ever. Ever. Take it to the bank. Go out to Wendover. See if you can find that on the board down in Mesquite. Not happening. Doesn't happen on national broadcasts because they always talk to a player off the winning team. They let the loser team go off to the locker room and, you know, throw socks or something. I don't know, whatever. Get mad. And then on the local broadcasts. Uh, what does it say is reserved for victories?
2: It usually. Oh, what does it?
1: What oh, does it say about the Houston Rockets If you lost forty four, you lost forty nine games? You suck. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Fertitta's really, really. He's never been happier. He's never been more encouraged with the way things are going. Really loves his GM and his coach. <laughs> Threw that out. As they lost for the forty fourth time at forty nine games, but that's not the question. But PK, yeah. Could not help but put that on the question. That was funny. When I saw it, I giggled. I couldn't help it. <laughs> I only did it for you. Thank you. I appreciate you for it. <laughs> Actually, our, our listeners got into it, too. What does it say about the Jazz having lost two in a row? And Justin says, says they're missing two starting guards. Wes says they need Mitchell and Conley back. Thomas. They need uh, Mitchell and Conley, but our opponents have had more to play for as well. That's an interesting thought. Do the Blazers have more to play for getting to five than the Jazz have to play for getting to one? Uh,
2: one To an extent, I can agree with that. Yeah, I I don't necessarily have any problem with that. That line of thinking, the more desperate team, the more sense of urgency is going to... But what are you saying as far as that goes? I mean, I get the point, but are you saying when you acknowledge that that the other team is going to play harder? See, that's where I have a little bit of a problem then because you should be giving as much as you can give. And so if you say, well, clearly the last two games, which is one of the ones they lost, obviously, that the Warriors and the Blazers have more to play for than the jazz but once you introduce that concept then you're acknowledging and admitting that your team or the other team is not playing as hard as they can and that's a little bothersome now as hard as you can that varies when they come out when jazz come out in game one uh next saturday or sunday there's no reason why they're not playing extremely hard because they would have had an entire week off. Mm -hmm. So they should be fully rested. And in the (laughs) NBA, when these games are coming at you, uh, you may not have 100% to give. Like Portland, if Portland just were gassed for some reason uh, after last night versus tonight, so their 100% could be lower tonight than their 100% was last night. And I understand that. So I could live with that, but if you're saying that the Jazz didn't play as hard as they are capable of playing, knowing that that capability is fluid from night to night, depending on injury, sickness, fatigue, whatever it might be, whatever the reasons are, back-to-back, yada, yada. So I do have a little bit of a problem with that, but I do agree that the other two teams had much more at stake than the Jazz had and have. I didn't think playing hard was the problem in that
1: game. <clears throat> that isn't something I would have gone to first, second, even third or fourth on the list. I think that if you don't play hard against Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, they'll give you 40 or 50, especially when well, they're feeling didn't.
2: it. Oh, you Combined. mean individually?
1: I mean, individually.
2: Yeah. So Damian Lillard's going for 50.
1: <clears throat> okay, so I overstated it there. Well, Damian and, and I
2: can't allow that.
1: Damian Lillard's going for 40. And I thought that they hit – Rudy said in the post game, and I had to edit posts last night, and, and Rudy says, you know, they hit tough shots. And so you need the pictures, ideally, to match the words. I'm thinking, how quickly, because of the 7.30 game, I didn't have much time to edit. I said, how quickly am I going to find them hitting tough shots? I thought, I'm going to the second quarter because that's where the Blazers scored the most points. Well, Carmelo's no basket. Hit some too. And the first three shots I went to, I thought the defense was pretty good on all of them, and I put them on the air. I thought the defense was right there. Now, I think where you – I don't think it's a playing hard issue. You know, if you want to go to one basket that everybody – I wasn't saying that they didn't play hard. Right. Right before halftime, it's like they shut off mentally. They did. They got a bucket with a second left. So I view that more as it wasn't a physical effort and you weren't trying. It was a mental focus. You're like, yes, we got that last second hoop we needed to make it it a one-point game. And you let down. You let down for – what? you turn off for one second – they throw a 60-foot pass, and they get a bucket. Yeah, McCollum took off. He went deep. He did not shut off. No. He's like, we got one option. I got to go deep.
2: Yeah, that was great. It was a great pass. And obviously, yeah. once you got the shot, you think, uh-oh. Uh, it's going in. Because yeah. he's a good shooter, yeah. and he got squared up, and it was just a basic 15-footer, yeah. sure enough. And it gave him a little bit of a boost. That's one little play. I understand all that. So I I, I wouldn't go crazy on this. Because I do think, you know, Portland, when those two guys are on, they're tough. That's is what we were talking about Dan Shelton yesterday that I was saying. that Portland's a good team, and they're a scary team, and they can win any series that they play. They're, they're not going to win three to get to the NBA Finals, but any first, second round, I'm not shocked. Right. If they win, but they're not putting together four in a row and winning at no, all. No, I wouldn't think so. Right, because any given time when you have two stars like that, and then Carmelo pitched in, and the other guys did yeah. okay, but it was mainly those three. And then you on the other side, you're short-handed and you're not hitting. I mean, Trent Forrest, one from not one for nine. Yeah, they there's no need to get lost in the force. But a bang. See what I did there? Yeah. Can, I can
0: you see the thing. forest for want? the trees?
1: Yack is now stacking cliches on top of cliches. <laughs> I
0: know.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I felt bad for the kid because it's like, you you want to tell him, "Well, you ought to go at the
1: hoop." Well, he went at the hoop, hoop, and he missed a layup, and he missed a tip. Okay, I was going to he, he still missed the hoop. Could well, not buy a bucket. he's told. They're told. Oh, absolutely. To shoot that
2: three. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, uh, but he did go to the hoop too. It's not that he didn't. You know, it just didn't work out. No. Know, guys, guys don't want it. Jerry Sloan said a long time ago, he's like. Man, the worst player with the worst attitude in the whole league, that guy wants to make shots. And they may not want to rotate on defense or rebound or run the floor, but they want to make shots.
2: Yeah, so you had your top-end role player Bogdanovich not shooting well, and then you had your bottom-end role player Trent Forrest not shooting well, among others. And so you had Portland shooting well. And Portland, you could tell Portland was amped up for that game because they do have an opportunity to get fifth. And that's, the play-in has nothing to do with that. They would want to be in the fifth spot. Avoid the Clippers. Get the Nuggets. Play the Nuggets. There's no question. That's a major advantage. And so I expect uh, Portland to give Phoenix a tough game tonight, even though they did play back-to-back. Well, they have enough to finish it. The end is in sight for them, and they know they can get uh, a few days off because it's not just the one and two seeds who get the time off. Top six. Yeah, and the one and two seeds don't know who they play. And I don't want to hear how that's a major disadvantage. I mean, come on, we, we've built this play in to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you know what's crazy <laughs> is that you can't help but go the other way. Betty White <laughs> was born before sliced bread. Betty White's ninety-nine. Right. So we was, haven't had a, we haven't had sliced bread for a hundred years. Was Clint Eastwood born before sliced bread? Clint Eastwood sliced the bread with his teeth, so he didn't need it to be sliced. Clint's ninety. He ripped it. So, in fact, he ordered loaves full just so he could tear <laughs> it apart because that made his day. Oh, nice! That was good. That was good. <laughs> so uh-oh. now let's everyone
1: start doing Eastwood lines. Let's go. Let's just get
2: completely distracted. Oh, shut up and get off my lawn! <laughs> ah, nice.
0: <laughs> nice pull.
2: So I don't want to hear that. This is a big disadvantage because the playing people played. If you finish one, the one seed. The, the, actually, for the Lakers, man, because they, it starts Tuesday, right? I don't know that they play Tuesday.
1: I don't. They haven't made it clear mm-hmm. if the East or the West is starting right, Tuesday, and right. they maybe. I think they'll. I think they're going to be offset by a day. You would think. And so I think they're waiting to see if they get the Lakers and the Warriors. If I were them. I try to play that on a day there's only one game, so it could start earlier, so people on the East Coast are more likely to watch.
2: Well, so if you're a fan, you'd watch either way. But uh, I get it if you're starting if you're, at thirty, eleven 11 o'clock, yeah, back East, it's right. harder. It's hard uh, to. You could yeah. stay
1: up for the start, but you, you know, depending yeah. when you got if you got to be at work at six in the morning, you're not going to watch yeah. an NBA game until. Or if one you got to be morning. the
2: track. Yeah, right. yeah the track. <laughs> 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 I spent a lot of my time at the track growing up. Two, two different uh, states. So uh, that actually could be a big advantage for the Lakers. I, I just don't know that the Lakers are desperately trying to avoid that because go ahead, win a game, and then you get two teams that have really not proven a lot, either one of them the Suns or the Jazz, and plus you get three, four days off. <laughs> so <laughs> all you got to do is win that game, and the Lakers all of a sudden they are going to look pretty. Which I stated the other day, if the Lakers go to the finals, uh, so much for, oh, that was... Really devaluing the the regular season. The regular season was so dramatic and blah, 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 blah. No, okay. We thought it was. Just get in. But, yeah, that's all that matters. And then get your guys back. You schlubs can play these games. uh, And then we'll take over. And we'll see if that happens. But from the Jazz perspective, uh, you know, I still think if they win these next two games... They'll get the number one seed, and then they can rest and, and then have to see about the status of the other two. Because if the status of the other two are in doubt, both of them, it's going to be difficult. I think if one can come back, particularly if Mitchell can come back, because I think they've been very much used to playing without Conley and no knock against him. He's a nice player, and you want him on there. But if I had to choose between the two, Conley himself would probably say uh, that Mitchell is more important. He's more dynamic.
1: Yeah. All right, you're going to hear in the background now they're getting ready to start the golf tournament, so it'll get a little loud.
2: That's all right, man. That just shows we're on the scene. (laughs) There we are. We're at Cedar Hills Golf Club. Sitting in some uh, hermetically sealed studio. No, we're out and about. We're with the people, man. And the people are getting ready to golf to benefit the Dyslexia Center It's a beautiful day out here. I've golfed Cedar Hills many times. The first hole, I'm sure, Yach, you probably have done it. The first hole. One of
0: the craziest starting holes uh, in all the state. It's a
2: drop of about 5,000 feet. It's just like <laughs> <Okay>. straight downhill.
0: <laughs> Maybe be a little excessive, but it's a good couple hundred, I would guess. It. Oh,
2: easy yeah. couple hundred. If not, I mean, it, it could be snowing on the first tee and yep. be 80 degrees in the fairway. It's, it's a good point, but you, you tee off
0: and you hit that ball, and it just seems to hang in the air forever because it has to drop so far.
2: Yes. Uh, yeah, I have a funny story that I could share uh at uh, Cedar Hills once. It's sort of racy. Is it about the first hole? No.
1: Oh.
0: We love racy yeah. stories, so go ahead.
1: Should I do it? Why not? We only got 2 minutes left in the segment. Is it a long story or is that fit?
2: Uh, I can make it. All right. So, uh, I was playing with another couple and the other my wife was with us and the couple were friends of ours and our friends and the uh woman That's probably around hole uh, six, seven, and she dropped just an unbelievable putt with like multiple breaks, and it was incredible. At least 40, 50 feet uphill, blah, blah, blah. So the thing goes in, so she does a brandy Chastain, Mm -hmm. whips off the shirt, has the sports bra underneath, and is running around the green, waving the shirt. Well... And we're laughing. Yeah. Adjacent the green, going in the opposite direction, going east to west, because we're going west to east, there is the uh, tee box from, like, the third or fourth hole. Mm -hmm. And on that tee box were, like, three 12-year-old boys.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: Now, this is Utah County, mind you. Right?
0: (laughs) This is my home turf, gentlemen.
2: A lot of thoughts, but I don't know how many... uh, the opportunities they've had to see that, and they were with a, a dad who, of course, was probably an ecclesiastical leader, <laughs> so, because it was in the middle of the afternoon. So that meant he was an entrepreneur. Uh, if he had any connection to BYU football, then you know darn well he was an ecclesiastical leader. Uh, they seem to well,
1: Alpine and Highland. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where BYU football
2: players go to live. <laughs> yes. So their eyes got really uh, wide. And that made it even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> All off the fifty-foot double breaking putt. Oh yeah, it was amazing. It was an unbelievable putt. Yeah, one of those you hit best and, putt of her life, and she's not going to make another one of those for a while. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just an incredible roll, and I was shocked I could have had a hundred balls, and I probably don't.
1: Don't put one in. No.
2: I mean, it was un, it was just one of those shots you just hit and. Somehow it goes in, and it's way out there. So she did that, and we all had a good chuckle. All right,
1: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Joe Ingles coming up later this morning. He'll be here about 9 o'clock at 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone. Now let's get this party started.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Insider analyst for ESPN, good friend of ours, Jordan Schultz. If you're the Utah Jazz, who would you rather play in the first round if you had to choose between the Lakers or the Warriors? Listen, the Lakers have not been very good in you know, the second half. And the problem with the Lakers has been they don't really have a lot of offensive creativity. And the fact that they have their two best players dealing with injuries. So I'd probably rather play a gimpy Lakers team than the Warriors who have caught fire and beaten and two of the best teams in the league, consecutive games. You know, I just don't want to deal with Steph and Draymond and that team. Maybe it's just me, but to me, playing the defending champs who really have struggled is a much more appetizing first-round matchup. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Davis Vision Spring
1: LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save a $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at DavisVisionMD.com or call them today at 801 253 3080. That's Davis Vision. <clears throat> well, PK, we are waiting breaking news. The Pac 12, our lips are sealed. Not a word. But they're supposed to announce a commissioner later today. Pete Dammel's now reporting it will not be Oliver Loc- Luck. So there's one guy you can cross off the list.
2: All right, Ollie. I'm going to miss you. The father of Andrew Luck. Okay. You got anybody you want
1: for this job? No. Do you care? Is it more up to the schools than the commissioner?
2: Yes, I, I definitely care, but I view it sort of like coaching. You know, you don't really know. So is there an obvious someone who just jumps out at you and this person is going to make all the difference in the world. No. When I look at the Pac-12, I look at things that there's stuff that they can do to make themselves more viable. And there's other things that they're never going to be able to change the fact that TV is starting a lot of their games at 730, 830 at night. And we know we just spoke about the uh, Warriors and the Lakers, if they should play in the playoffs, how it would be more attractive for the folks on the East Coast to have the game, you know, maybe 5 o'clock California time because that would be 8 o'clock back then, back there. And so with these TV contracts, you know, what can you do to change that? So it's always going to be an issue. And there's other issues out there that I don't know that the commissioner (laughs) can change because the Pac-12 – does simply not go in at all costs to do it, fund its football programs, and is that going to change? Now, with that being said, you can uh, have better uh, stuff for television. You know the Pac-12 distribution and how much money they were going to get has not even come close to what the expectation was, and I think Pac-12 football, the studio shows, and all—it's a pretty good brand that they put out. Now, I freaking bought. Comcast, just so I could have it. I wanted it to be able to have it, so I could watch it. So I do watch it. So I got two sets. I'm paying way too much, <clears throat> uh, but nevertheless, that's yeah. what it is. So find a way to do that. Don't have uh, somebody sitting at home overturning a call at the replay <laughs> central. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I do. It's a bunch of stuff. What up, Woody <laughs> Dixon? The, the yeah. optics and you know paying. Uh, nine million dollars for rent just so you could look good in the most expensive real estate area that we have on the west coast the financial district of san francisco we understand all that you know have the darn thing in modesto who cares Uh, you know you're so caught up in image when you literally can't afford that stuff and you're flying private jet you're staying in a nine hundred dollar uh place in las vegas all this stuff that just adds up and makes it look bad. But at the same time, you take care of that. How is that going to change your football? How is that going to change getting teams into the playoff and all that stuff? Yeah, there's some things I
1: think they need to do in the next TV contract that prioritize, like, one or two games. You know, they need, they need one game in, like, a, a 5 or 6 o'clock prime time. They need one game on at 1.30. You're still going to have the night games. They still, ESPN and Fox still need those 830 kicks. You're the only Power 5 conference that can play in that time slot. But you don't have to bury your marquee teams and your marquee games there. You know, the best teams, The if USC or Oregon are on the road playing a good team with a chance to get beat at ASU or Utah or where, at Washington, wherever, whoever's good in any given year, you know, that game, Needs to be available so people can see
2: it. That's going to be a good game. I agree. I propose something that if you have teams once you get in past Halloween, mm-hmm. if you have two teams that are ranked in the top fifteen, that they get that slot, and they're not kicking off yeah. at eleven thirty East Coast time yeah. or ten thirty East Coast, Coast time. The teams that are on their way to six
1: and six, seven and five, eight and four, whatever. They can play those late games. That's what I'm talking about. It's the yeah. only game on, and people love college football. And it's it's you know if one seven and five team is playing another. That's good enough. You got a football game on, and the hardcore can yeah. watch. it. I mean, the season would be over at seven and five. But okay, uh, but they're on their way to it. Yeah. You know, and the two five and four teams are playing each other. Well, the five and four teams are going to have to play, but the eight and one and the nine and zero oh team one of them needs to play at 9 30 or at 1:30 in the afternoon and one of them needs to play in that 5, ABC puts it at 6. You know, that's good enough. Our time, you, yeah. You talk to people at USC and they're like, "Yeah, we if we play at noon, people don't show up in LA." You know, but if we play at 8:30 at night, they don't really show up. It's this sweet spot, you know? If the team's really good and you're playing at 5 or 6, they will pack the Coliseum. If not, you're going to have 55,000 people rattling around in there. You know, so I think there are things that they can do. Yes. But they're still going to live in a time zone that, you know, has less than a quarter of the people who live in the U.S. You know, that you're not living in an Eastern time zone with 40% of the people. There's just more eyeballs on those leagues, there's more recruits. Well, with to be the border had. issues that we're having, that may change. I don't think it's going to. <laughs> <laughs> had <That'll> a laugh. <laughs> it did. California, with the, all the border issues, California lost 200,000 people. So. Yeah, on record. Oh, no, not happening. Oh, you don't think it was a good census? I'm, I'm sure it was an official census. <laughs> it was official, but it might have been inaccurate. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, so later today we're expecting word to break. The pac 12's done a good job of keeping it a secret. We'll find out who the commissioner is, what their priorities are going to be, and what they vow to do right out of the gate. That's coming up later today. But it won't be Oliver Luck, father of Andrew Luck, who's got some Corporate sports experience. All right, DJ and PK, we are broadcasting live. We are in Utah County, Cedar Hills, the... uh Dyslexia Center of Utah, the charity golf tournament is underway, and Scott joins us from Elite Works to tell us all about the big day. You got, people love, people love the money and they love the numbers. Do you have, like,
3: a target? You think this is probably going to be our number today? Yeah, oh, uh, it, it's actually better than we thought. This is the most golfers we've had. We've we've sold it out, and... Um, We're out there. uh, The Jazz were great sponsors. You guys were great sponsors, bringing all kinds of free stuff. We've sold more raffle tickets than we have ever before. And we think that we can now maybe do about 50 or 60 scholarships uh, for kids learning how to read that can't afford it.
1: That's excellent. So you were telling us, uh, for people just joining us, that you got personal experience with yeah. this, and it's one of the reasons you throw yourself into this, because you know the stress the parents are going yeah. through, and you know the trauma it causes for the
3: kids. Yeah. Uh, there's no question. How, how embarrassed are you as a child if, as you look around, everybody else gets it, mm-hmm. right? You're in class, and you're in a, a first grade, sixth grade, tenth grade, whatever it is, and you look around, and all the other kids, it's clicked. And for you, it never clicked. And you need to learn how to read. That basic skill is something you have to have for the rest of your life. And and, and Dyslexia Center absolutely helps with that. They have tutors, six locations across the Wasatch Front. Uh, it's affordable um, as compared to other stuff that's out there. Um, you, know, you should definitely, if you are struggling with this, your child, look us up on the website, call them up, talk to them. But it's amazing. It's it, The need is out there beyond what you can imagine. We're, we're not into cells. And our, our um, uh, tutors are almost maxed out. I mean, there's that many people uh, that need this help. Do they have an opportunity at the Dys- Dyslexia Center to identify, too? <gasps> yes, yes. So what they'll do is if you do struggle with this, you'll come in for uh, an evaluation. And they'll spend a... a couple hours with you and your child mostly obviously your child talking about things doing a little bit of testing and 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 really trying to figure out what they could do to help you
1: i have bad vision and my parents didn't catch on to it early Ah. until uh we were at a football game and my dad saw me squinting to see the scoreboard at the other end of the stadium. So I think with parents, they kind of beat themselves up in this situation, but it's hard to know what your kid's eyes are seeing. And you probably felt that as a parent yourself.
3: Yeah, it's a great uh, analogy there. Because as for us, and your teachers, everybody wants a kid to succeed. Nobody is looking at a kid that they want to fail. And sometimes we paint a rosier picture than what it really is for a kid. And I think for if you're listening out there, just be objective. You know, learn what your kid is good or, or not good at, and if they struggle in this area, get them some help. You know if you're a basketball player and you want to go play D1, you're going to go get lessons from you know some really great places. Well, your kid to succeed in life needs to learn to read. If they struggle with that, call the dyslexia center up. All right. Well, thanks for doing this golf yeah, tournament, Jay. You. You're
1: going to help out a lot of people, and thanks yeah. for having us, stand Yeah, thank you, guys. Scott from Elite Works here, Dyslexia Center, Utah, the charity golf tournament at the Cedar Hills Golf Club. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.